feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. It's the best accomplishment I've done in my career as a football player or a manager, but it's a great day for the club, I think. They'll be talking about these guys in 30, 40 years' time. It's just magnificent. I think Connor Wright wanted to go to penalties so he could be the hero. That's only his third senior game, and he's won us the Cups, so it's fantastic for him. In my short two and a half years of coaching, I've never played against a five and a five in terms of a block. I thought Seddy was outstanding when he came on. Yanis, yeah, Joe Rebo, really pleased with the character we've shown over the course of the 90 minutes. The Football Show with Paul Kinney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean with OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Well, what a weekend it's been. Celtic history makers, quadruple treble. It's never been done 12 in a row. First silverware of the season. No, it was from last season, 2019 2020. And Barry Ferguson. For Neil Lennon, that was uh, quite a 24 hours, but they've they've done it. After all the talk, it looked as though he'd be out the door two weeks ago. Would you pay tribute to a man you came up against so many times when you were playing at Rangers? And credit to the man himself, Neil Lennon. Yeah, you've got to give him credit. It's been a, a tough month in terms of um, the criticism that uh, not just Neil Lennon, that his team's had um, supporters outside the stadium. So you've got to give him all the credit that he deserves look I thought in the first half they were on easy street I thought they, they controlled the first half second half you've got to give Hearts credit but yeah, I mean getting into extra time that's they are serial winners and they know how to win probably they've played a lot better but you've got to give them credit I don't think I'll ever see it happen again in my lifetime um, so I'm sure they'd, they would have enjoyed um, last night been a few beers or, or glasses of wine drank um, and now it's looking forward to the, the league campaign and, and trying to, to claw back Rangers a league campaign where there's 16 points behind Rangers ok 3 games in hand Simon what do you feel about yesterday Celtic almost threw it away yeah it just shows you again how quickly football changes I mean 3 or 4 weeks ago I was saying that it was maybe time for a change at Celtic after the fans were riot after games but I also did say if there was one guy that could turn it around it would be Neil Lennon um, and it shows you what the type of person he is as a manager he is that he can under this sort of pressure he can get himself up for these games and he can get his players over the, the finishing line and that's what these players have done for the last three years as if they've, they've managed to win massive games of football OK again maybe not their best in the second half yesterday but no one will remember that what they remember is that Celtic went on to win the cup the 12th cup in a row and it's as Barry said it's an outstanding achievement It's been some weekend of football for Glasgow can everyone be happy Rob? That's why I would ask Rangers winning 3-1 against Motherwell and that was a test because they packed the bus and had gone one up and Celtic winning the cup uh, You were with Martin O'Neill yesterday not yep. with you today no, I don't think so. I'll just check. But no, no, I don't think he's here. I think he's gone home. But he was great company yesterday. I mean, he's got such an aura about him, hasn't he, Martin O'Neill? Uh, and he loved the game and, and everybody loved the game. And it was just a crying shame that that was a game that was played in front of nobody in terms of, of fans because that was a that was a final that had just about everything and it deserved to be played to a full house. It's the best final I've seen for, for a long, long time. I had everything done it. I mean, at half time you thought hearts were absolutely done. Mm. And you know, I, I was listening to obviously the show that Rob was in the pundits were saying that Robbie Nielsen got his tactics wrong. I didn't think he did. 
you know, they were saying for Hearts to go and press Celtic high, but that's not how teams have got results against Celtic this year. It's what Robbie Nielsen done was sat in and tried to hit them on the counter. What they never had was pace up front, I think, in the in the first half. So when they got the ball back, there wasn't that out ball. Um, and there was calls for him to change at half time and fair play. I mean, mm-hmm. never. He kept it. He kept it because he had a belief in that system. And what it needed was the players to be braver mm-hmm. in terms of how they press Celtic. You know, instead of being two or three yards off them when they came in at half, go and actually get in their faces and get the ball back and then be braver on the ball. And you've seen that in the first minute when the boy White, instead of passing it back as he did in the first half, he goes and takes higher on. And you get a goal from it. So, fair play to Robbie Nielsen, because as I say, he could have changed at half-time and went away for his beliefs, but he stuck with him um, and obviously gave them one hell of a speech at half-time because Hearts came out a totally different team in the second half. Barry, 2-0, you've got a view on that, haven't you? Yeah, I, I don't like 2-0. Um, I don't know if Saia okay, agrees with me. Are you, wait, are you going to, to say I don't know if Saia's ever been 2-0 up? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just that a result. It's never <laughs> sat comfy with myself yeah. as a player and as a, as a manager. It's okay yeah. if it's a full-time but score. Yeah. I honestly yeah. believe if you're 1-0 up, your focus is still on because mm-hmm. um, obviously the, the opposition can get that, that equaliser. 3-0 um, up, in times the, the game's the game's done but 2-0 I, I just I, I've never liked it and I just thought maybe Celtic became too comfy in the first half and they've been in at half time thinking the game's over and that's where you've got to give Robbie Nielsen credit I think he's took his team in and says you know what we've got 45 minutes to go and save it and I, I've got to be honest with you I thought Hearts came out in the second half and and changed their total game plan they made the, the substitution with Ginelli Ginelli Yankee regrets no starting him now Fergie because that uh, pace was a big problem for for Celtic when he came on he's been out for seven weeks and he came back last week against Queen of South Um, so he's definitely he he made a a big difference to the to the Hearts team Um, but I don't know what's going on there is it a fire alarm (laughs) no I think the Dell support system is uh, wants to speak to us keep going guys okay Uh, what what I was going (laughs) to say was I mean the the early second half the, the effect of that goal inside three minutes of the second half from Liam Boyce was dramatic and scary from a Celtic point of view. I'd like to know tonight what the Celtic fans think uh, about the state of their team. I mean, there are two sides to the coin. As we've said, massive achievement of of the quadruple treble. And yes, we you know, let's celebrate that. But also, moving on, there's a vulnerability about Celtic which was exposed yeah. again yesterday. And and if, you know, if Celtic are to get back at Rangers, they need to be much more solid. Yep, I, I've got to agree with you. I think if Neil Lennon looks back in that game, that's the one thing that will worry him. From cross balls, yeah. they look so fragile. Um, and Hearts um, capitalised on that. On that. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, it is a, a big concern. Um, every ball that came into the box, Hearts look like scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. Look, you can go and work every single day in the training ground and, on things like that, Rob. Um, it's when they, they go out in the pitch they've got to they've got to take it upon themselves to take responsibility and I don't see them taking responsibility as, as a back four or even include the goalkeeper in that a back five um, I felt sorry for Conor Hazard it's only his third game mm-hmm. um, with the third goal he, he could have done a bit better but you've got to give the young lad credit and the penalty kicks he came up trumps um, two outstanding saves but that has been Celtic's problem all season but it's cross like, balls it's, into it's the like box it's like when they conceded a goal they stopped doing the basics mm-hmm. that's why they, they were dominating the first half they were doing the basics well they didn't, didn't allow Hearts to have time on the ball but the second half it was like Andy Halliday had all the time in the world to go and pick a pass it and that's what Celtic need to get but when you go 1-0 down you need to regroup get together and start doing the basics well again get in people's faces work hard as Fergie says stop crosses and when that ball goes wide Duffy and Julian you need to mark men 
if you're two centre half spin against two centre forwards, as soon as that ball goes wide, you're two not up. You need to have your man. One, your one job is to stop that guy from scoring goals. They're the basics of football, and Celtic seem to go away from that when they can see the goal or when they are under a bit of pressure. Even at times, I think it's the 90th minute. Shane Duffy trying to step up and play offside. At two 0 down, at two 0 up, sorry, in the first half, that, that would never have happened to Shane Duffy. Yep, there was and signs. Like heads go. Yep, there was signs in the first half for the one with Julian and Connor Hazard get mixed yeah. up, and, and Nasey gets in and, and just puts it by the post. That, that mm-hmm. that's a warning sign. Um, and then come the second half, Andy Halliday, I think it was the first cross of the second half. Boys puts it away, mm. and then after that, it's. I mean, they were so shaky. But that's again the basics of football. It's communication, fair yep. You see these things with the goalie and Julian. That's a simple shout for the goalie that it's his ball. Again, with the, the first goal, I think it's Boyce that spins off Julian. And all it takes is for Julian to shout to Duffy, yes, Boyce is coming on to you. Mm. And you stop these errors, mm. these these simple fundamental errors, by talking to each other. But see, when, I, when that goal goes in to make it 2-1, yeah. I don't see anybody in that Celtic team, and I'm, I'm including even Scott Brown, they, they've got to go and take responsibility. Yeah. It's only a goal against you. Mm. Listen, just make sure the next five minutes were tight, were solid. We don't concede anything. And they um, came close just after that to make yep. it 3 1. It could have been a different game. Yeah, but it must be a real concern. Neil Lennon must be scratching his head. Going forward, I think they're really strong mm-hmm. and dangerous going forward. Yeah. But when teams are, are going at Celtic, certainly for the wide areas and crosses coming into the box, they look all over the place. And that's what I'm saying. At 2 2 1, we're saying basics. That ball comes across to Edward for six yards. At 2 0 down, he scores that. And as I say, it's like when, when the goal goes in against, the pressure's getting to them. Obviously, the 10 in a row thing, trying to win the quad, it's a lot of pressure on players, and I can understand that. But these top players, like Edward, he, he, that's where he needs to get better. He's the guy that Celtic need. He'll, yeah. Celtic will look to them. When you're 2-1 down and that chance comes, you've got to be that guy that, that, that scores that goal and makes it easy for the rest of the team. Where do and, you, I, yep. sorry, no, and, and again, Duffy yep. at the back's that other one. He's been brought in to be that guy that when you are under the cost, you'll be, but you're going to be that guy that's going to be stand up, stand up and be counted, sorry. And you're going to be the guy that's going to organise and stop goals for going in Edward at the other end has to put that goal away as well but on the other hand I will give them credit because with how fragile they are yeah. they are they still come back and win and the cup I know it goes to penalties yep. um, but we'll again to, yeah. you, you've got to give them credit for that that's guys who have been there done it won it mm-hmm. 12 trophies in a row I don't think you'll ever see that happen again. Rob, we'll let some callers come on as well. Everyone's up for it tonight. Yeah. 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney. Call us now. 0808 17 17 700. And we've hardly mentioned the fact that Rangers went 16 points clear. And it's uh, December the 21st. So the title, what's going to happen? It's going to be the next few months, Rob, not to be missed. Every single uh, kick of the ball will be with all the way, including on the 2nd of January. So we've got a great lineup on the programme for that. Rob, yesterday, um, well, in fact, Rangers on Saturday, yeah. what was your, your feeling? Because that could have been tough for yeah. Rangers. I mean, that felt like a massive moment um, at, with 17 minutes to go, um, Rangers losing and Celtic thinking, um, well, maybe we can win the Cup tomorrow and only be 13 points behind with three games in hand, which would seem a whole lot different than, than it is now. And of course, Rangers didn't just score once they scored three times in that in that closing spell to, to win and it, f- it felt pretty important that they went 16 points in front yeah it just shows you where the league is at because we came in at half time and we were all delighted with our first half performance and Del Lyle who plays for us big Rangers fan he comes on up to me Rangers are getting beat one none you know and that's <laughs> Del was thinking more about the Rangers result than actually the result but it just shows you how important a season it is but no fair play to Rangers you know I think 
you've seen with Celtic that when losing one's okay, but when you start to lose two, a snowball can start to happen. Mm-hmm. The only thing Rangers had to do on Saturday was win. It didn't mm-hmm. matter how they got there. And fair play, and what I liked because it was a criticism I had of Gerard last year that in these type of games he, he would usually wait till the seventieth or eightieth minute to make a change. Where at half time he seen that there was no need for Glenn, Glenn Kamara to be there. Mm-hmm. You know they didn't need a sitter that was going to dictate play. They needed a more attacking midfielder. He brings a rebo on, uh, and for me, a rebo changed the game. You know, he got in behind Motherwell's midfield instead of playing in front of it, um, and I think he created a lot of chances for Rangers. The third goal comes from him running with the ball. So fair play to Steven Gerrard. You know, he never waited to 70 minutes. He made that change at 45 minutes, uh, and, and and Rangers kept pressure on Motherwell. And when you do that, mistakes will happen. One thing it shows me is character. Yeah. A lot of people questioned it after the game against St Mirren on Wednesday night, uh, and Motherwell obviously came, got that early goal. And went the, the famous 5-5 five five and, and made it so <laughs> difficult But yep. fair play to Rangers I, I watched the game, the, the highlights when I came in They showed a lot of patience And they waited until Rob says um, The 73rd minute before they got that goal And once they got that goal There was only going to be, be uh, one winner But again, they've answered questions for me yeah, There was car- a lot I mean, made it. Yeah, I mean you say character uh, for Rangers Character for Rangers and for Celtic yep. in, in the way yeah. that Celtic yep. finally... Uh, got over the finishing line mm-hmm. uh, having looked like losing at, at lots of stages in the match I mean it was an amazing game that could have gone so many different directions and we should say as well two absolutely magnificent Celtic goals in the first half uh, absolutely top drawer yeah uh, Christie's goals are unbelievable isn't it? it but then again that's what I said about Hearts if you didn't get out to people who have got good ability they'll, they'll hurt you and that's what Hearts done better in the second half uh, Edward's penalty for me I know a lot has been made it, but for me that's a skill to be able to do that in a yeah. pressure situation like you, you've that. got no problem with that no, have you? Yeah. absolutely not Neil I, McCann wasn't too keen on it was he on the telly? Yeah, and I yeah. Say, I, Paul Slay made a great point in the yeah. podcast he, did, he said that Edward wouldn't have done it but I think he'd done it against Copenhagen when they were 1-0 down in the last minute in front of a full stadium so you know that's no it's not I don't think he's been cheeky I think he's got a lot of respect for Craig Gordon as a former teammate but he probably knows that Craig Gordon dives every time he hits the penalty and that's why he's dinked it for me it's art I think it should be applauded right, I really I, do yeah. to be able to do that in a pressure situation I Barry. don't mind that I just see it as sheer confidence in his own ability um, I know Craig Gordon wasn't happy <laughs> at no. it with, with throwing the ball back and I don't mind that either goalkeepers don't like getting beat yeah. but you've, you've got to give the guy uh, credit I thought it was cheeky but I thought it was different class as well. And Ryan Christie's goal. Yep. That's unbelievable. He couldn't hit it any better. Yeah, yeah, Craig Gordon, was... no no goalkeeper. You could have no, two goalkeepers no in the goal. Yep. Nobody would have stopped that. So two fantastic goals. But this should this sorry, but this should spur Celtic on. I mean, if this can't give them a confidence. Yeah. I think Barry will tell you when you're new teammates and you win a trophy together, it brings you a lot closer. You want that feeling again as a team. You've seen them at the end. Um, how, how much how much it meant to the players and the manager they were all around the manager they looked like a, a unit to me you know the way they were celebrating after that game the way they were fighting for each other on the pitch as well so as I say if this can of get Celtic going to catch Rangers then nothing more I, I don't yeah. think any question should ever be asked that these Celtic players don't play for the manager no. Neil Lennon yeah. I, I just think they're going through a, a, a tough time in terms of the quality mm-hmm. that they're not showing the quality that we've all became used to mm-hmm. they've always been winning that, that's what we've been used to this Celtic team but looking at the celebrations after the game against Hearts they were up with the manager they were cuddling the manager and that shows me there's a real togetherness and listen I, I think it could spark Celtic into a bit of form again let's hear from Neil Lennon and it is you know like I, I don't like talking about myself too much but it's very very special for me from a personal point of view there's a lot of people I'd like to thank along the way you know the, the near 20 years but to achieve that is just for me it's a great source of personal pride and a lot of hard work's going in the background 
you try and keep a lid on it and try and keep a, a sense of balance to it. But I feel so proud, you know, for my family and really proud of the players. And my backroom staff, John Kennedy's been an absolute rock as well, you know, over, you know, since coming back in. So it's as much for him. I want to thank Peter and Dermot and the board, you know, as well for all the support they've given me. It's a great achievement, and for me to be part of it, you know, means so much to me. Rob, first player ever to win a treble mm. as a player and a manager. Yeah, and he's really emotional, isn't he? And rightly so. Uh, and and he's right as well. I mean, he, he doesn't often speak about himself. He doesn't t- speak about his family. But but that is su- just such a, a massive, never to be repeated moment uh, that he's been a, at the centre of. So, so so well done to him for for toughing it all out. Um, as for moving forward, uh, you know, and Barry's talking about Celtic getting a big lift from that. Yeah, of course, the, of course they do. Uh, it is a big boost to to achieve what they've achieved and to get through a really difficult game. As as it was yesterday for them but there are I think teams against Celtic at the moment are seeing the opportunity to get lots of chances against them Celtic are not defensively solid enough that, that's the area that has to be improved Yeah, I, I think it's crucial for Celtic to score a, a number of goals because they're always a danger going forward they need forward. the cushion yeah, yeah they need a three or four goal cushion there's no doubt about it because when, when teams are, are putting cross balls are certainly for set pieces they look vulnerable yeah. mm. that's one thing that they do they look flustered you've seen when, when Hart scored that um, that goal Boyce with a the header they just weren't the same team yeah. there was a bit of panic set in and that's something that, that would worry Neil Lennon sitting in the stand watching that but that, again you've that, got that, to give wasn't credit. A, that wasn't a wonder cross ball Andy Halliday's cross I mean that, that it wasn't a wonder cross ball it whipped in with lots of pace that was really difficult to defend he just chipped it up at the back post and yeah. nobody was there with Liam Boyce and, and, and he just going away from goal angled it away from the goalkeeper I mean it was it was dead straightforward from a heart's point of view they didn't have to be too special to get that goal did they? No but I also think as well I think Celtic have improved because I think six weeks ago Celtic lose that game I really do, you, you know, think, when you think yeah. of the form they were going into playing Ross County and teams like that. It yeah. wasn't 11 guys at the pub they were playing, it was, it was good no. players in Hearts. Yeah. You know, internationalists and, and Naismith and Boyce, they're good players. You know, these guys, in the, it's not just turning up and beating these teams. This could be the last chance for guys like Naismith and Boyce mm-hmm. to win a Scottish Cup. So, they, they were well on the game and they're good players. But I agree, look, Celtic need to defend better, they know that. We've known that for a while, but I do think as well, Sorrow not being in the team again, yeah. defensively makes a massive difference. I think when you watch them at Kilmarnock, I can't remember Kilmarnock having many chances when they came to Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago. I know they're not the most attacking team in the world, but I do think that Sorrow makes a massive difference defensively in that Celtic team. I've said it on here before, you know, you could see Ayers, what he's good at uh, yesterday in terms of driving forward, but then you also see his deficiencies defensively. And I think when Sorrow's in the team, he helps guys like Ayer, he helps guys like Duffy. He gets to people quick so that the ball doesn't get wide for them to put it in. You know, I thought yesterday it's okay, easy blame the defenders, but mm-hmm. as I said, Andy Halliday had time to take the ball at his feet in the middle of the pitch and play the ball wide. When Sorrow's in the team, he didn't get that because he presses really well, and that stops his supply to then get in the box. So I think once Sorrow gets back in the team, I think Seattle could be a better defensive unit. So much more to come between now and seven. The Goal Radio. Football show. Well, what a weekend it's been in the Premier League. Hibs drawing 1-1 with Dundee United. Hibs had so many chances and then United equalising right at the end. Ross County nil, Hamilton 2 and of course the manager Stuart Kettlewell then, uh, well he was dismissed at the end of the game. Fair play to him, he faced the cameras and uh, it's John Hughes as the new manager, as you know, of Ross County. And St Mirren, another win for them, 3-2 against St Johnson. And then in match of the day, Mullerwell won up for ages against Rangers, but then a double from Roof and uh, Itton scoring as well. 
Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard after the Rangers win. I think in the end we got a performance full of character uh, and bravery. Um, we, we conceded a real sloppy goal today and we, we made the challenge a lot more difficult for ourselves. Thought Motherwell throughout the game defended really, really well till we till we got back in the game. They were getting bodies in front of the ball. We were putting a lot of crosses in there. They were getting headers out of the box. Um, so, a bit mixed standing here to be honest. Really pleased with the three points and the performance in the end but, you know, disappointed the goal we conceded. Really sloppy from our point of view. Roof does it again, Barry. Yeah, I, I said when Stephen Gerrard signed him, I, I, I thought it was a, an excellent sign, and I'd seen him plenty of times before when he played at Leeds. Uh, and now he's getting a run of games, and you're seeing the quality that he, he brings to the, the Rangers team. And now he's starting to score as well, which is important. We should mention David Martindale confirmed also as the new Livingston manager side. Yeah, he's done a great job. But just on that travel news with the, the planes getting yeah. can't you may as well yeah. sell your private jet now, Fergie. Nah. <laughs> no need for it, is there? No, Martindale's done a great job. Yeah. As I said, I think he knows Livingston top to bottom of the club. I think he knows the players inside it. Speaking of guys that have played there, I think I think they've got a lot of time for David Martindale. And listen, he's not just this guy that's good for Marat. I think he's got a fair idea on football. You know, when you play against him, he's constantly shouting on the side of the pitch. He's constantly organising Livingston, and, and I think he's got more strength he's both than just being a man, man, uh, man manager I think he's um, I think he's done a great job at Livingston and fully deserves the job and Rob someone who joined us in the programme a few times in the last mm. couple of months uh, John Yogi but yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Great, great, great to have him back in the game. Yeah. Um, although you know he, he certainly he certainly uh, been entertaining for us in the time that he's been out of work. Yeah. But but John Hughes is somebody that should be uh, involved in football, mm-hmm. and he's back in, and he's got a really tough job. Although he do, does have Roy McGregor's wallet to lean on, I yeah. would imagine uh-huh. in January. I wouldn't be surprised if if Ross Kenty um, invest a bit mm-hmm. in survival. Will uh, he keep them up? Do you think? I, I th- well, I think I think. I think Ross Kenty's ability to spend will keep them up, to be honest. And and, and John Hughes is, is lucky in that respect in that there is the potential to, to invest in the team. And and certainly in, in terms of enthusiasm, you can't have yeah. anyone better at the helm. Yeah. But a proper football guy come up against I played against his teams and they were always real good football teams. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what, what he does up at Ross County in terms does does he change the way they play? Because Yogi likes to get the ball down and and, and yep. pass it, mm-hmm. pass, pass, pass. So he's been out been out of football too long for me. Um, I like him when he speaks. He, he knows the game inside out, and it's crazy. I mean, Yogi is a, a player was a a crazy no centre half. Yeah, half yeah. He would head or anything. And yeah. get into the management side of it. Yep. His teams played do- uh, totally different. But Yogi Hughes was a uh, as a player, so yep. great to see him back in and. I'm sure he'll go up to Ross County and do a fine job. So. I, think it's a ma- I think it's massive as well that he's comfortable with the area. You know, I know he loved living up there. He really did. He, did he? he really yeah. loved his time in Venice. Yeah. Really uh-huh. enjoyed it. Yeah, you cycle, he cycled around all the time, yeah. didn't he, up there? Because it's library. beautiful up there, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, and he did cycle yeah. a bit. But, you know, one thing that Ross County needed, and Rob said, and what he will give them is enthusiasm. Yeah. Their oh. players will be bouncing Monday to Friday because yeah. he's that type of personality. You know, I've, me and Rob were speaking off air. I don't know yeah. if, you know, if Yogi's style of play is what they need right now. Mm. But I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be daft enough to go in straight away and demand free flowing football from them. What Ross County need to get back to again, as I say, is the basics. I watched them Saturday. They're second to every ball. Hamilton were hungrier than them. They were better on winning the second ball. They were better in the tackle. Uh, they looked to me like they ran more and that's one thing that Yogi will demand I think when he goes in there first he'll want guys to do the basics well and then after that maybe after a couple of wins he'll start to implement his style of play it's crazy crazy the way football works look at Stuart Kettlewell two weeks ago one of the finest results in in Ross County's history and I thought Ross County on the day were excellent against Celtic and he said a couple of 
bad results the last yep. couple of weeks. You don't like seeing anybody no. lose their job, but fair play to me, come straight out. He after. fronted up, didn't yep, he? Was, he fronted yep. it up, and you've got to give him every credit. And for you that. know who else deserves credit? Brian Rice, because Brian Rice has had this philosophy where he wanted to play free, free flowing football. I watched his team Saturday against Ross County, yep. and he played a centre half in the centre of the pitch. He obviously realised that it was a type of game where they're not going to get the ball down and play, but it was about winning, winning the battle. And I thought Hamilton Aki's done that better than Ross County. So fair play to Brian Rice because he's went away for his philosophy a wee bit on Saturday for watching the game. You know, they got the ball forward quick yeah. and they went and played off second balls. Yeah. And it worked, so fair play. And, and I think that's what John Hughes has to do. John, yeah, John Hughes right has to veer away a bit from his philosophy. Yes, he likes to get it down and play and play some attractive football, but they've got to stop conceding goals. You know, yeah, they, that's they, what... See when I used to go up to Ross County Rob you're spot on it used to be, they used to make the game horrible for you I used to hate going to play Ross County when I was at Dundee I mean they never played great football but they made the game hard for you and I think when you've, you're that far away from the, the opposing teams who have been travelling all day to get up there you need to make the game horrible and, and Ross County have went away for that recently More on this in the second hour of the programme because Ross County are in danger of being stranded they're on 13 points then you've got Hamilton in 17 St Johnson in 17 and Kilmarnock in 17 because remember St Mirren and Livingston have moved up on seven, they're on 18 points uh, both of and it's changing at the bottom so you don't want to be down at the bottom going into the, the new year but we're going to go into that in the second hour of the programme because we'll hear more from Neil Lennon we're going to hear from Connor Hazard as well who ended up the hero for Celtic yesterday and we'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard he's speaking about Kmar Roof but we've got uh, Greg's on the line now Rangers fan hi Greg, good evening Hi, doing lads, you all alright? Good, thanks Hi Greg Hi Greg Alright Greg, what's in your mind tonight? Over to you Greg <laughs> Yeah, sorry, man. I don't know why I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick one. Just, um, first and foremost, obviously, I'm a big Rangers fan, but tip my hat to Celtic. That's a phenomenal feat winning the quadruple treble. I don't think that'll ever be done again in any, any league in any world football. But they did exactly what they had to do. If you take Rangers going down to Division 3, everyone who doesn't watch Scottish football just thinks yep. it's a two-horse race all the time. So Celtic had to go in and win every trophy, and they'd done what they had to do. But I think... We're back now, so when you look at Saturday's game, you look at last season, if we went 1-0 down against Motherwell last season, we'd be fighting for a draw. But it's, it's mad how one, one season changes everything. You start sitting there watching the game thinking, oh, we'll still win this. That's what my mindset was on Saturday, we'll mm-hmm. still win this. Because I think big hitting. I'm one of these people that think he's, he's going to hit the ground run at some point. Every time I see him coming on, or when he's playing, he's, he's giving 110% for that shirt. So I think he's, he's really pushing for a start now. I don't know what, mm-hmm. what you boys think, but well, that's yeah. what I think. Let's check with the guys. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, sorry, Baron, you go. Like Poznan, I can't believe I'm just trying to interrupt Barry Ferguson about Rangers. Sorry, <laughs> like Poznan, I was real impressed with him. I think when he scored that goal, his game came on. Um, then against at Munn, I was really disappointed. So mm. he needs to get a level of consistency. There's no doubt there's some there's a player in there, and it always when you go and sign a player from a different country, a different league. You've always got to give him a bit of time to settle. Now I, I think he's had enough time. Now he needs to now show that he can get in that starting eleven. Morelos is going to be available now, um, which I, I think Morelos um, and the Rangers starting eleven. Rangers are a, a far better yeah. football team. But look, he came on and he got his goal on, on Saturday. But he needs to now show this every single game when he starts. He needs to show. Because I thought looking at the game last week against it, man, I was really disappointed in his performance last mm. week. Yeah, I know Barry was uh, Barry called it that Defoe would start. You know, yeah. I think Defoe's better coming off the bench. I do just because I think a big part of Rangers' um, success this season has been off the ball, and I think it's a lot to ask Defoe to press the way that other players press at thirty-nine year old. You know, I think it suits a Nathan better or, or a Roof better. I mean, I think Roof's 
had been sensational Early doors We questioned whether he'd get 20 goals Be able to get 20 goals this season Because he looked quite erratic In front of goal But he, he, he's proved us wrong Another one that I've got wrong um, well, He's finishing looks great He's an instinctive finisher But I just, he, Roof's work rate It just optimises everything About Rangers just now You know the way He works to get the ball back And Aribo's the same for me The third goal You know you say When these teams sit in It's all about creating chances And, and moving the ball quick But um, Aribo's reaction To losing the ball Scores the third goal you know, he runs with the ball, Motherwell won it back and straight away Aribo goes and wins the ball back. And that's what Rangers have got better at and I think that's why it's easier for them to win, to score goals when they're 1-0 down there. Greg makes a good point. If this was last season, mm-hmm. I don't think they would have come back and won the game. Maybe I've got a, a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a different mindset about them and again, this is the third time this season where they've had a blip and they've come back yeah. and they've answered it um, with, with three points uh, uh, so that's the difference in them this year and again you can go and make the changes Rob for yeah. the bench the quality that comes off the bench into the game is the big difference as well I think those 17 minutes were massive yep. on Saturday to be honest because had they lost twice yep. on the bounce mm. then the, the, the seeds Doubt. of uncertainty yep. are, are sown but actually now because because they came back one and the league run continues it, that Simeon result just looks like a bump in the road and there were questions Rob after the game on Wednesday see, yeah. see in the press on Thursday and Friday has the bottle crashed is this the end of it and listen, I don't care what anybody says. The players would have seen what was written and what was said about them. Well, you said that on Friday. Yeah, you call well, yeah. make no mistake. There's, there's no uh, doubt yeah. in my mind about it. I would have been reading it and I'd have been showing the guys it and saying, listen, the only way they can stop yep. this is by going and getting the three points. And they answered a lot of questions for me on Saturday. You'd be tuned in to us as well, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. <laughs> been that, on at the time. Uh, Let's hear the manager talking about the subs side that you mentioned earlier on that he made early changes. There's moments in there where you're thinking, is it going to come? We're, we're asking the question. We, we were relentless trying to find a way back into the game. Um, but there's no getting away from it. We had to make changes in, in terms of personnel. We had to call on the subs at the right moments to come and help us get that breakthrough. Um, I did feel once we, we, we went level, I did have the confidence from that moment, but I'd be a liar if I said to you I was really confident 1-0 down because we were asking a lot of questions and Motherwell were defending excellently well. Si. Yeah, and, and when you've got the quality that James Tavernier has got, you know, when teams sitting against you, the quality he's got for wide areas is, is a massive plus. And I've said it before, it doesn't need to be 10 yards for the byline. He's first, the first goal Saturday comes for Tavernier putting one hell of a ball in for about 30 yards, isn't it? But again, for Motherwell, I said that about St Mun that done it really well. Stephen Robinson must be pulling his head. As soon as that ball goes to James Deverne, the left winger needs to be in his face because the quality he's got, you need to stop that. And that's that's what Rangers have got. When teams do set off you, they can get the ball wide in any area and, and put quality in at the box. And when you've got guys like Roof and Itton who are desperate to score, uh, the more pressure you put, you will, you will eventually score against pa- SPL teams. Patience yeah. mm-hmm. as well yeah. on Saturday. Uh, it took them to this... 73rd, 74th yep. minute to, mm-hmm. to get that equaliser. Last year when teams came, I mean, the one that springs to mind is Hamilton Ackies yeah. last mm-hmm. season uh, yep. and the struggle to, to break them down. They've got the quality and they've got the patience. That's a big thing that they've added to their game this year. Greg, how confident are you now? 16 points clear. Is that going to be enough to take you into the match on January the 2nd? Greg? <laughs> He's gone. He's enough, I think he? he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh eight. Oh eight. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seven hundred. Roberts. Uh, a commanding lead for Rangers. We yep. mentioned Roof. Let's hear Stephen Gerrard speaking about Roof. Quality. Um, he's, he's standing up at big moments. Um, you know when you when you um, get him frustrating moments out there and you're looking for that breakthrough and it's not coming you're relying on your big players to stand up at big moments in the game and he's certainly done that for us today. I think he thoroughly deserves as, as man of the match. 
Um, we we knew we had to bring quality players in to, to improve the eleven and the squad in the summer, and um, that's the reason why we bought Kamar because we know he can deliver them moments and, and help us uh, when needed. Yeah, he's made quality additions, hasn't he, to the squad, and they don't necessarily have an immediate impact. I mean, we're looking at what's happened over two and a half years now with Steven Gerrard coming to fruition, and with those two, the, the two guys that got the goals at, at the weekend, Ruth and Eaton, they were both signed at pretty much the same time. Took a while for them to to be used uh, in the team in any in any great shape or form, uh, but they're now both delivering. Um, Eaton less so, uh, but but he's been impressive when he has played, and, and I think Ruth just ha- has got massive ability, but he's also got the big work ethic to go with it and he's got a great mentality as well and I think you need that range I think they were missing that like, I think Roos brought that he's another one that's brought that in terms of when I watch him and he gives the ball away he doesn't then look to go and play safe for 5 or 10 minutes he still looks to get the ball and be positive he's always looking to run at people can he slip people and can he score goals I thought Kent as well you know I, I don't think Kent's been at the top of his game but no. one thing I love about him at the weekend again he always wants the ball and he always wants to go and take his full back on and when teams are sitting in against you Ibrox they're the types that you need the types that are strong enough to say okay I'm not just going to go and play safe now for 5 or 10 minutes I'm going to keep getting my full back because the one time you do do it you will score and that's what happened Saturday In terms of Roof a lot of people forget he, he hadn't played any football for 6 months he was injured yeah. Um, yeah. I think around about last December time when he was at Anderlecht so it was going to take him a bit of time to get up up to speed um, but you're certainly seeing the reason why the, the manager spent a, a few million pound on him he, he's real quality but the biggest thing for me always look at is he's worked right off the ball yeah. mm-hmm. and that's throughout this Rangers team So Barry what's the chat at Rangers will Stephen Gerrard be saying think of it as nine points No, ahead. seven points seven points yeah yes. of course nine nine and seven sixteen <laughs> not my <laughs> strongest <laughs> point well done <laughs> Barry. Oh, he's, he's done his homework only no, it's only seven points yeah. Like, yeah, that's the way you've got to look at it you, yeah. you've got to firmly believe that Celtic are going to win the three games in hand and I yeah. think Celtic will win the three games in hand so that's the, the mindset that's got to be inside that Rangers dressing room shaping up with some festive period Rob isn't how it how many days to Christmas Paul yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> since so, you're on your own how many sleeps <laughs> used to admit a good wee Santa and Elf combo you think so well, are we doing the Christmas <laughs> song before the end what do you want yeah we said last Christmas you said yeah, yeah. Definitely. You to, I'm up for it. to you uh-huh, you're the again. singer yeah. and, and, and he can't sit on my knee because of social distancing <laughs> keep that for the night uh-huh. <laughs> he's watched Christmas movies uh, yeah uh-huh. what's your favourite Elf it's got to be Elf no it's a wonderful life mate Aye. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Jimmy Stewart I, I'm yep. in tears every time I watch it's yeah. a wonderful life eh? by the way I'm hitting reverse on mistletoe and wine I'm, I'm regretting ever <laughs> I'm regretting ever saying that last week that so, it was my favourite Christmas song what is it now I don't know but anything but Christmas mistletoe and wine fairy tale in New York possibly yes. Shane yeah. Stevens no. what, about, what, what about it it's a good Christmas I see they're doing a new one on the breakfast show so we'll hear maybe tomorrow all around me that's the one yep we don't know the rest <laughs> we'll stick to the football <laughs> uh, quick break and then we're back with more we'll hear from uh, Neil Lennon next let's go We've got a few issues that we need to address, but it's not a quick fix, like you know. So we're going to have to keep banging the goals in at the other end. But for me, this is the best accomplishment in my career. You know, achieving this as a manager. It's just I wanted the treble. I didn't do it the first time, and now I join an elite band of managers here at the club. So I couldn't be more happy with that. Also, almost we did something. Right? If it was that easy, you know, it'd been done long before me. It's unique. I feel unique at the minute. You know, it's something very, very special. I mean, I said to the players before the game, I, I need this as much as you need it. And you could see them all at the end, how much they felt for me as well. And it's my backroom team here, important to me, John, Gav, Woodsy's been amazing. Um, 
and the likes of Martin O'Neill, Gordon Streck and Brendan as well, you know, difficult times they're the first on the phone. So it's a culmination of a, a lot of hard work over twenty years, but I feel I feel fantastic. I know I don't look it, but I feel it. <laughs> he did Rob, didn't he? Yeah. And you were with Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Um do you think that something has reignited in that squad? You know, people have been talking about the lack of unity, but as the guy said, you saw that yesterday there was yeah. listen, some terrible defending, but they came back in a way that they may not have two months ago. No, they're very much together. The, the, there's no doubt about that. You could you could see it in the body language, you could see it in the in the smiles and the, the togetherness that, that they showed afterwards. But that doesn't paper over the cracks of, of the problems that Celtic have got to solve. Um, they're looking to stay in touch at the moment with Rangers. Of course, we've got a full uh, midweek card uh, coming up. John Hughes' first game is at Celtic Park as the as the Ross County manager. Um, and Celtic have got to solidify as a team if they're going to give themselves a chance to bolster up the squad in January and come back at Rangers. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think the first thing Celtic would do, if, if I'm, I'd get a goal in. I would, you yeah. know, I think Connor Hazard's done great, but I think as a team it starts for your goal, and it's very hard to win leagues with a 22 year old goal in. You know, as I, I said that the first test will be his first mistake. He made a couple on Sunday, and I just I think defensive problems start with your goalkeeper. If you've not got a settled goalkeeper in there, I think it breeds unco- uh, sorry, no confidence throughout the team. Yeah. The, the back four can, can sense that. I think if Celtic can go and get Fraser first in January, it'll help, in January it'll help massively. Do you think they might? I think they'll, de- yeah, I think they'll, they'll definitely try. try. They'll have to try. Yeah. You yeah. heard them in an interview. He knows they need to keep banging goals Go in because yep. he knows there is an issue at the back conceding goals. But in terms of Neil Lennon, I, I said when all oh, the clamour for for him to go or get or get sacked, I thought it was over the top. Um, people have got short memories. You need to just look what the, how well he served the club, the trophies he's won, and again. Um, watching the the aftermath of them getting the, the trophy and the celebrations you could see that the players as I'd mentioned are playing for him and the staff are round about him so I think this might ignite Celtic into going in another run and trying to challenge Rangers at the top now he's, just, he's the one man that can handle us I remember being a kid at Celtic when he played and I remember him getting booed in a European game remember that for playing the ball back to me he, yep. he, and he was booed at Celtic Park and I remember seeing how much that meant to him in the dressing room he was Lennon. devastated yeah. He was. And was he? All, yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, he, I mean, he loved Celtic. As I said before, he was the one guy that let every young player know what it meant to play for Celtic and you had to win. He used to drum that into you. You had to win. And he was a selfless player and I think he's the same as a manager. You hear him there giving credit to his backroom staff, to his players. And he was the same as a player. He's had that his whole career. And these tough times, as I say, he suffered them as a, as a player. If there's one guy that Celtic fans... I don't think they realise that one guy you want in charge in this situation that Celtic are in now, it's Neil Lennon. Because he's been there and he's seen it. He knows what it takes to turn it around he knows what it takes to win and that's exactly what Celtic need right now a couple of quick things Lee Griffiths suddenly comes on yeah. uh, uh, and he gets that third goal where's Just he been a predator yeah. finisher yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's so simple it, as that when Scott Brown headers a, um, the ball and Craig Gordon makes a save I don't think many strikers would would um, react the way that Lee Griffiths and it just shows you um, when, when Celtic get him on the pitch and I thought he actually looked in that decent shape yeah. he looked sharp when he came on he looked if he was desperate to go and show the manager that he's now ready to mm. maybe start a game so look no surprise that he came on and obviously he scores against Hearts he's a, he's a big hibby so it was a great finish I think it took a couple of nicks I mean I, I think that when I was looking at it on the rerun the, the brown header came off Griffith first then Craig Gordon saved it with his leg so, so actually ricocheted around but he was so much 
quicker in terms of reaction than anybody else in that six yard box it was a it was a brilliant finish yeah and see, see the fact that what we're saying is that Celtic need to score goals you need Lee Griffiths in the team because one thing he guarantees you is goals you know I even watch Celtic when they are two up they're still a lot of times the ball goes wide to Ayer and, and Taylor and it's fizzed across the front and, and Big Edward pulls to the edge of the box. Mm. That's where if you do need to score goals because you know you are shaky at the back, Lee Griffiths is a guy that guarantees that. If that ball goes wide, he is in between the, 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 the two posts. So for me, that's a big statement. Lee Griffiths is Celtic's number one striker for me when he's fit. And, and how they play in that 4-2-3-1 system, if you're going to have a lone striker for me, Lee Griffiths is the guy when fully fit. And you posed a question a minute ago, who would be your goalkeeper on Wednesday for Celtic then, Rob? Well, at the moment it's Connor Hazard mm, yeah. until they get some until they get somebody better. I mean, I was really pleased for him in the penalty shootout that he pulled off those saves, and everyone will, yeah. will remember that for, forevermore. And they won't remember the moments where he looked a bit vulnerable uh, elsewhere in the game. He's young; he's only played a few games. He's twenty-two. He's got a lot to learn. They need a top goalkeeper. If it's not going to be Fraser Forster, then it has to be somebody of approaching that quality because it's such a, a key position and it affects everything in front of him. Yep. Yeah, and Wednesday it's got to be Connor Hazard. And you've got to give a young lad credit. He could have folded mm. after that yeah. mistake. And great for him, he, he saved the two penalties. But also, I think it could be a great learning curve for him as well. Making the mistakes and show shows you how big a character this boy could be. But, but yeah. it is a key position. But you know yourself, if you're playing against Connor Hazard, that's it. All you're saying to your team is put crosses in the box. Mm. You know, you could see Hearts were, were targeting the goalie in the two centre backs. If you've got a Fraser Foster in their teams maybe didn't put as many crosses into your box, which then helps Shane Duffy. Again, I don't think it helps Shane Duffy with a young goalie in, in goals because he's constantly getting peppered with crosses because teams know they've got an inexperienced goalie in goals. Whereas if you've got a Fraser Forster there, he comes and collects the crosses. Here's another question: Will Will yep. Shane Duffy stay beyond January? Good question. Oh. Yes. He's, he's only he's only hired. As far as January, isn't yeah, he? I, I don't, he's got. I don't think he'll go back to Brighton and play, Rob. So no, you, no, no, play no, games. no, no. I, I, I think he might want to stay. Yep. He said that last would, week. Would yeah. Celtic want him to stay? Would because they'll be paying him a lot of money on wages. Obviously, it's a big, it's a big, well, it's a big one, investment. One yesterday, you were doing the, the, the thing with Martin O'Neill, um, the preview of the game, and at half time and after the game, and Martin Martin O'Neill says, um, which I, I thought was was pretty spot on about Shane Duffy. He is a good defender, he just mm. needs to do the basics. Martin O'Neill was talking about that. And when he had them with the national team, he was mm. he was unbelievable for him. And when see when he does the basics right, he's a real good defender, Shane yeah. Duffy. And you don't, as I said plenty of times, you don't become a bad player overnight. Because see first half Shane Duffy looked good. He did. You yeah. know, see when balls yeah. were coming up to Naismith and Boyce, Shane Duffy won every single header. So there is a there is a good player in there, but you need to suit the way he plays. As I say, that comes for Celtic attacking. They need to stay second half when they drop off. That's when you start to see problems with with the back four. When they're on the attack and they've got a guy like Scott Brown sitting in front of them, as they did in the first half, I think Shane Duffy looks good. Maybe when Bruni at thirty six in the second half, his kind of his legs went a bit. I think that's when you start to see Shane Duffy get exposed. And and Lenny's he's trying to shuffle the pack yeah. and get the the right the best, magic. Yeah, yeah, whether it's a three, yeah, but, he found, a, but he found the right. He, but but for Shane Duffy, he found the right. Uh, system didn't he with with sorrow yeah, protecting yeah. in front that those last two games the two games before the cup final sh- saw Shane Duffy back to his best because because of the the role sorrow was playing is so that, is, not, is that yeah. not right yeah I'd agree with that so sorrow uh, back for you on Wednesday yeah I think sorrow yeah. will go back in you mm-hmm. know I thought Scott Brown done well first half I thought he was really good he was back to old Scott Brown influential and that's because he's had had a rest he's not played the last two games and I think Michael Stewart was spot on in the commentary you need to pick your pick and choose your games for Scott Brown yeah. at 36 year old to ask him to play every week in a two is tough but the way football is now and how you, how you need to shift across the pitch 
it's tough and a guy like Sorrow is very good at doing that Alright we're going to swing across the city now there was a few moments in Celtic another few moments now in Rangers Nathan's waiting on the line Hi Nathan sorry to keep you there good evening Hi Hi, thanks for calling in to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited Uh, So Nathan what's on your mind tonight? No, just, uh, I'm quite impressed with the result on Saturday, obviously. Yep. Um, what I was impressed about that was, all, I think we'd all agree that over the last couple of years they probably wouldn't have won that game. Yep. Um, I think everyone's in agreement with that. And I think that's, that's what Gerrard's done this year. He's kind of built that mentality in the side where they know that they know that they can win. Um, there's, that, there's that push to get the result. I don't know if you'd agree with that. I think Si, you definitely would agree with him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree hundred percent that last year that, that game would have finished the draw. Mm-hmm. But there's a different mentality there, as Barry says. You know, you get a guy in Maru- like Roof who's played at the level he's played in, under managers like Bielsa, he's over in Anderlecht at a, at a top level, and I think he brings that mentality. The fact that he's one guy that will go, yeah, give me the ball, I'll make the difference here. Whereas I don't think they had many of them last year. You know, last year I think that ball would have been passed side to side, slow. Whereas now you've got guys like Ryan Kent who's who's taking his game at a different level. You've got Kamara Roof. These guys, these are the guys that make the difference in these sort of games. They're your match. Winners. That's what they're paid to do. That's why they're paid the big money. And and Roof comes up trumped. And they, they they players are worth their weight in gold. That's why you pay the big money for them. And that's what Rangers have now got that they never had last year. They, they were asked a question mm-hmm. after the defeat, twenty seven games unbeaten, um, disappointing result and performance. Probably you don't want to take a, a lot away from St Mun because they deserved it at the, the end of the the game. But Thursday, Friday, I, I read a lot of um, articles. I watched a lot of people saying. Is this the time? Is this Rangers go back to what we've been used to? But they answered the biggest question of all. They had to go and get three points. It wasn't a brilliant performance because Motherwell came and played a certain way. But they got the three points at the end of the day. That was the main thing. And when they got that crucial equaliser, there was only going to be one uh, one winner. And that's the difference. I think they've learned their lessons. And that's now the third time this season that they've, um, they've had to come back. Obviously, the Hibs draw... Livingston draw get beat off St Mern and the three times they went and showed good recovery but what Rangers have never had this season and what they might not have till, till they actually win the title is the pressure of a Celtic breathing down their neck mm-hmm. I mean they, they you know had they lost uh, yeah it would have been two defeats on the on the bounce if they'd lost to Motherwell on Saturday but it wouldn't have made a massive difference to the, the points differential they've still got a massive cushion there and, and they don't really have any team waiting for them to slip up at the moment I, I don't know but I think I would I, I would think the manager's putting pressure on no the, I'm sure he is I'm sure he is but I, when I you look like at the table think, it tells a different story I, I don't look at tables honestly Rob <laughs> I, I know everybody's looking at the 16 yeah. point thing I, I would I would be shocked if the Rangers players thinking that way my, my mind frame would be it's only seven points mm. now I'm sure I've heard the manager say they fully expect Celtic to win their games and I think us four in here mm-hmm. expect Rangers to win them mm-hmm. so that's why I mean seven points for me is nothing it's, it's, a, three, nothing. it's a three Celtic and Rangers game isn't it? if you yeah. lose yeah, three but, but Celtic have got yeah. to win those games in hand I mean there's the, where's the evidence yep, in recent got... times for Celtic to win three games on the bounce yeah I get you Rangers have got the, the points on the board they've played the games um, but you've I still look at Celtic as a strong outfit and I still fully expect Rangers to win the three games in hand. Let's check with Nathan. Nathan, do you think Celtic will narrow the gap? Uh, I've got no doubt they, they'll probably they won't finish a 16-point gap towards in the season, but I'm looking at it right and I cannot see any team in the league capable of beating Rangers right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, they've played everyone this season already, um, and I just can't see a fixture in there that I'm going to that I'm overly concerned about. St Johnson at Perth on Wednesday night. What do you what do you reckon? What's the scoreline for you, Nathan? What do you what do you feel? Don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> I think there's goals in it. There's yeah. goals in it. Um, uh, as you've seen in the league already, I, I think I'm going to go with a three-one Rangers. Three-one Rangers. And can you imagine uh, Rangers Celtic? I know it's a couple of weeks away. In fact, it's under two weeks, mind you. You wonder, Nathan, what the scoreline will be there. There could be loads. It could be a five-three. Yeah. Absolutely, I think I think both teams are now kind of got the. I mean, the, you look at the Celtic defence. Um, there's goals in it. If you want to, if you want to score against them, you score against them. But um, I, I think I think that's going to be a goal fest. I might be a bit unfair saying three there. They haven't. Rangers haven't lost three for quite some time. Huh? All right. Oh, are you giving the whole card? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like Paisley could be a tough one, but. Um, as, as we've seen in every game this season when they've, they've learned the lesson in the next game so they were put up against the same challenge at St. Uh, put against them on yep. uh, on Wednesday they were faced that again on, which, and that's worked Saturday against Motherwell but they've changed their approach and that's worked that's what they needed to do they've obviously had setbacks over the last couple of years but they've, they're starting to find the answers to these setbacks I fully expect against St. Mirren uh, next week, I fully expect them to have come up with the answer for that. Okay, Nathan, thanks a lot. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Have your boiler serviced, replaced, or repaired this winter. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses, and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save. Changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean with OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Well, it's been some weekend and most of you seem happy. The Rangers fans happy to win on Saturday against a a difficult Motherwell, but 3-1, a double from Kemar Roof. And 24 hours later, Celtic winning the Cup 3-3. I wonder if any... Anyone switched off after half an hour and Celtic were two up. Could have been then three or four. And then Hearts came back. <laughs> Barry's putting his hand up. But no, he misses nothing. 3-3 three, three at the end. And then it went to the penalties. And you just thought, is this going to be Craig Gordon's moment? Because he'd been a great servant for Celtic. Everyone thought he should have stayed during the summer, but it didn't happen. And could that have been crucial? But no, it was Connor Hazard who saved two of the penalties. Listen, the goals we could have stopped. Um, I think we're at the end of the day we're just delighted with the result and the momentous occasion and the penalties I think it was, uh, I think it was one minute it was up the left and then at the end it came out right so I think I got away with one there so I'm delighted pretty unassuming Barry isn't he yeah, yeah that'll do his confidence that the world will be good I thought he could have done better as I said at Hart's third goal um, but it showed you um, that the boys get some ability um, to step up and, and save their two penalties and make sure Celtic win the cup. He's, um, as I said, I think he'll certainly play on Wednesday and going in the, the future, he'll take a hell of a lot of confidence out of that. I think he's got one thing you need to make it to Celtic and it's that calm, 
calm personality. Yeah. You know, he could have crumbled after that, that mistake, but he goes on and, and saves the two penalties. I actually fancied Hearts to win the shoot just on the fact that Craig Gordon knew the players, the Celtic players so well. Um, so fair play again to the, to the Celtic players to be able to step up and I think scored four or five and then great to see the young kid being the hero you know it's what you dream about as a, as a young Gordon boy looks if he can still play for another couple of years yeah. I, I thought he looked really good yeah um, and, and when he did make that save in the shootout you did think oh, there, there's yeah. the script written yeah. when he yeah. made the save and then of course it all turns around again and it was, and it was, yeah. it was Connor Hazard when Brendan Roger, I was I, I was surprised when when he left him out. I think Craig Gordon with the ball at his feet is really good. Mm. I've been criticised him, didn't he, at the beginning? Yeah. Um, and then he dropped him, but he had to bring him back that season. Remember, yeah, Rob? But, yeah. yeah, massive yeah. signing for Hearts. Yeah, Craig mm. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a massive. I mean, yesterday, you know, obviously gutted because they had such a good chance to win the cup. But I mean, in terms of giving them belief about what lies ahead for them I mean they should absolutely scoosh the championship with the quality they have in that team oh, 100% I mean you look at the spine of their team it's so strong uh, I thought Halkett was really good again Berra I think that back three worked you know I know Edward had a few chances but I thought and we certainly got the possession I don't think there was loads of chances against Hearts uh, and then again the, the two up top I thought Boyce I think Boyce is a right good player mm. he's far too good for the championship um, and again the most important thing is the manager as I say, I thought Robbie Nielsen, I think he's a really good manager. I like how he sets his teams up. I like that they just seem like one unit, don't they, Hearts? You see Jig on the bench, I think it's a perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a happy happy camp at Hearts. And you've got to give him credit for what he done. As I said, Celtic dominated the, the full first half and they had to do something. And, and Robbie obviously shuffled the pack a wee bit, made a, a substitution. And I thought when they got that, that first goal, I thought Hearts were the better team in the second half and even into extra time so he'll, he'll be absolute gutted but for me you look through the, the players that they've got in that squad um, they should they should easily win that championship they should indeed the sub uh, Josh Ginelli wow. Rob uh, I'm sorry, what a performance he, and he, he knows no fear no he was he was outstanding when he came on I thought his delivery for set pieces first of all was, was excellent but that big Hamden pitch and the way Celtic played in the second half just suited him to a mm-hmm. the big gaps and spaces uh, in behind the back four um, you think he was thinking about bringing them on at half time Rob? Yeah oh yeah definitely I mean he was something he was, he was, he was the missing link for them wasn't yeah. he in many ways in terms of what he delivered and if he'd had the composure uh, to go with his pace and his awareness and his ability to get into good areas then he could have won the cup The when they got cut back and I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, well, there the was back. one earlier where he opened up his body and, cut and Hazard made the save, save but it was yeah. a really good chance to score as well but the one that was cut back should have been in the back of the net yeah. what's his story because I've, I've never heard him I've not he's been injured for about seven weeks they yeah. just brought him back last week I think he got the second half against Queen of the South but you could see he's, he's dangerous Yeah, he, he, wasn't fully, he wasn't fully fit Barry and, and I think yep. had he been fully fit he might well have started with him yeah. and, that, and, that, and that it might have been a totally different cup final well, had he started yep. and Hart's been a different I th- shape yep, I thought but as Sai said I was really impressed with Boyce I don't know why he mm. came off maybe yeah. was it an injury um, no I don't I, think so I don't know I, I thought he was good holding the ball and he was strong um, got a great goal and him and Nasey um, and Janelli were, were a real thorn in Celtic's side if you want to speak to Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry and Rob McLean we are on the socials at Go Football Show text your message go plus your message to 87474 or you can call 0808 17 17 700 fastest growing podcasts and uh in the world. In, in the <laughs> yeah, apart, apart from yours, Jamie Carragher is on any moment. It'll be on now, isn't uh, it? Jamie Carragher's yeah. on right now, so 
Two scumbags sitting in Jamie Carragher oh, just asking him about football. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching that one. Yeah. No, he's brilliant, honestly. Yeah. Like, what a career yeah. he's had. You know, we talk about boys that have played at the top level, yeah. but the things that he's won and the players that he's played with, just sitting talking about Torres and Suarez and Gerard. No big names. No, yeah. it's honestly, and for a guy that's done all that, he's just so humble, which really surprised me, just like how, how normal he was. And I think you asked him about, uh, just there was a wee teaser, wasn't there, beforehand saying, uh, will Celtic come back? You know, the points difference? And he said, no, no chance, because he's a great pal, isn't he? Obviously, of he and Steven Gerrard brought up together at Liverpool had great times yeah he was, he was a Celtic fan he openly admits that was, the, but yeah. he was a Celtic fan until, <laughs> until he's, he's changed I know now his yeah. mate's got the job he's a, he's a Rangers fan but that's okay. the respect he has for Steven Gerrard yeah. he says there was one player in his whole time at Liverpool that he never shouted at once and it was, it was Steven Gerrard he says he went to once and remembered who he was shouting at and, really? and st- had to stop himself yeah. so he's got um, the utmost respect for Steven Gerrard the way he speaks about him in the podcast is it's, it's, my, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear Barry there must have been at Rangers a lot of people huge respect for you was there anyone who wouldn't shout at you was there anyone who just wouldn't take you on um, no I just moaned and shouted at everybody <laughs> else uh, I can't think of one alright have a I, think I, I plenty yes, of arguments was there the ones that you had second thought of saying something to no, look, look, you know even your like, De Boers and your Newmans and that no no I wouldn't bother me <laughs> that's probably yeah. not that. you, look, when you're in the moment you, you're wanting to win a game you you just you're that passionate and you say things and you get into arguments and there's been a, a few scraps at half time and after the game but listen people knew what I was like yeah. uh, it was just I was desperate to win the mist came down yep and that's yep. what made you such a winner that plus yep. the talent Rob what about you we saw it was great to see him on the telly yesterday wasn't it back <laughs> on there you know? the shirt Rob the Gary Lineker Scotland the shirt. Uh, where's that well, that's, that's a button that's a button number that button men's no no it wasn't button Armani were you not, were you not happy with it because you are the no, uh, I like the jacket you liked the jacket, but I you didn't like, like the shirt. <laughs> liked the gloves. Okay, you liked the gloves. Yeah, the glove. The gloves got a better reaction. Actually, the gloves got more reaction than I was expecting to. But uh, Rob, did you ever have any battles with any of them at the BBC? Go on, give oh, us some insight behind oh, the scenes. Absolutely, I'll go, tell go you. On, I'll, give us one. No, no, I'll yeah. tell you after. I'll oh, tell the listener. We love that. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the bitchiest business, as you well yeah. know. Um, Pardon? Radio, yeah. television, yeah. and broadcasting. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a bit it's a bitchy business. Who didn't you? Who didn't you get on with on the telly? Oh, give us some of them in sports team. Come on. Yeah. No, there's no it's actually quite a lengthy list <laughs> <laughs> what was the shirt was it a white uh, black check it was yes yeah. yes. a black tie no, it was, no, it was a, no, it was a blue check. Blue check. Blue check. Were you zooming? Yeah. Were you zooming? Mind you, you've got that sort of, uh, f- you know, 360-inch screen at home, so you probably, you, you probably see all the detail on that one. What did you make of one? Rob's uh, gear then in the cup final? Oh, eight, oh, eight, oh, 17, oh, no, 17, don't start that one. <laughs> right, we're going to Greenock Paul's on the line, but not about that. that Paul, good evening. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm the Yeah, good, thanks. Just see how this line is, Paul. Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? No, I'm, I'm afraid the line's gone. We'll try and come back to you on that. Uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We'll call you back, Paul. Try to get you on a better line. Uh, Stephen Gerrard talking about Rangers. Yeah, it could have been difficult, but they bounced back against Motherwell. It's been a tough few days. Um, we suffered a setback midweek. Missed a big opportunity there. But it was about a, a reaction and a response. And um, we've got a good group of players that are honest group. I don't think they'll ever go missing on us, if you like. So I was confident I'd get that reaction, but... We gave ourselves an even bigger challenge by going a goal down today. Thankfully, we've um, showed enough quality to turn the game round. 
So the table has, after 18 games, Rangers on 50 points, Celtic on 34 after 15 games, Aberdeen on 34 as well after the two-goal victory at Kilmarnock. Kelly fans will not be happy with that. Hebs, what a chance they had. They're on 33 points and they probably should have gone uh, second top, but they dropped the points against Dundee United. Uh, Motherwell on 21 points, Dundee United on 21. And then Livy with new management, David Martindale appointed today after four games undefeated. Uh, St Mirren on 18 points, Kilmarnock on 17, St Johnson 17, Hamilton on 17, Ross County on 13. Shows you the value of a great goalkeeper with, uh, I'm looking at the secret Dundee wow. United, what do you make of him? He's a top keeper. I've watched him all year. I think he's been, especially in the, the Sky games that have been on, I think he's been outstanding. I think he's won Dundee United about six six or seven points this yeah. year with his performances. Um, again, Hibs will be kicking themselves. I think that's why they won't finish third and it will be Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen can see games out better than Hibs can. Um, but listen, Jack Ross has done a great job there. There's only so much he can do. I, I like the way he sets his teams up. Very attacking. I love that he goes two up front. But ultimately, it's only the players on the pitch that can put the ball in the back of the net. No Jack Ross, so... Although Hibs have done great, I, I, I do think third, because of that, I think third will, will go to Aberdeen. Barry? Yeah, look, look I, watch, I watched the game and the amount of chances that Hibs had. I know Seagrass had a, a great game, but they've got to be looking at scoring two or three mm. day, day chances. That's the thing that will frustrate uh, the manager. Um, but on the other hand, it's a great point for, mm. for Dundee United. Um, they, they have struggled to pick up points, so to go away there and be under the cost for the full... 90 minutes and, and get that equaliser right at the end it's a great point for Mickey Mellon What did we the weekend just check Friday night Barry for that one well, I think say? we all went yeah. for Hibs yeah, Hibs win win Hibs. Okay. Yep. So yeah. well done Rob thanks for keeping us right on that one Rangers against Motherwell you all get it right yep you all said Rangers yeah yep. against Motherwell who said 3-1 did I call 3-1 I think uh, no, somebody no, called 3-1 no, I went for 3-0 uh, and I went for 3-1 Celtic on Sunday okay mm. uh, Ross County Hamilton Barry, you yes. went for Hamilton. They won two 0 So I thought it was going to be Ross County. He's got the Lanarkshire angle, yeah. <laughs> local angle. And Rob, were you going draw? Did you think I was one? going for draw? Yeah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, St Mirren, St Johnson, the Battle of the Saints. Another good win for Jim Goodwin's men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think it? I think well, Si was going for a St Johnston win, and then the wind blew, and he changed <laughs> his mind, and uh, he went for St Mirren. And we all went for St Mirren in the end, and. Uh, yeah, they came back to win and it's uh, another great three points yeah, for to them. To be fair though, St Johnston, Callum Davidson was raging with his captain and quite rightly so. 2-1, I, 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 I thought they were comfortable two minutes before. What he's thinking, I'll, I'll never know. Again, as a manager, you must be pulling your hair. You're comfortable in the game 2-1 up and your captain, of all people, goes and does that. Tough game, the old management game. Certainly is, yeah. What about you at the weekend, guys? You both won, so Barry, a good win for you, for Kelty Hearts? Yeah, 2-0. Um, and we were 2-0 up about... 60 minutes to the game um, ends and as I says I was on tender I don't like 2-0 no yep. I, I just desperate for yep. us to get that third goal we missed a penalty to make it 3 yep. and then that gave them a bit of a lift and to be fair to Sterling you know who train every day that they've got a lot Full of time. handy yeah. yep, yep. they've got a lot of Done handy their homework. Yep, they've got a lot of real good young players so look three games in a week nine points no Lion. goals conceded 13 goals scored so got to be happy with it and Si you were back and you played and you got a victory in Glasgow yeah for how um, what a result for us I mean you look at Patrick Thistle's team I think most of them have played in the Premier League um, just thought doing a hard work Paul mm -hmm. you know we had a game plan to frustrate Thistle 
Um, and as I say, as a management and a coaching staff, you can only do so much. You put it out there, but it's up to the boys to go and do it. Uh, and the boys absolutely worked their, you know, what's off. Yep. Um, I'm so proud of them because it's a tough place to go. As I say, they've got good players, but concentration and hard work got us the three points. They, they need to go up this year, didn't they, Partick? Yeah, I don't think, think they so. could survive another season in, no. in League big One. Club. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they yeah. had a big club. What, four years ago, five years ago, mm. Premier yeah. League yeah. and the Premiership. And you've got Montrose yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. Montrose tomorrow night, so yeah. we've both... Uh, agreed to play on the Tuesday so that we can get boxing day off which is which yeah. absolutely suits me to a tee so up there tomorrow night I'll not get back to about 2 in the morning <laughs> hopefully with a win yeah but Montrose right. are going well there Stuart yeah, Petrie and he's done a great job I yeah. thought he would when I heard of the Ross County I thought Stuart Petrie would maybe be a name that, was, that would be mentioned second cause top think, yeah because yeah. I think he'd played there as well so mm-hmm. he's done a, an amazing job at Montrose Dylan's on the line now hi Dylan Hi Paul, how's yeah. it going? Well, I hear it's your birthday. Happy birthday to Hi. Dylan. Yeah, happy Hi. birthday, happy young man. Happy birthday, Dylan. All right, thank you. Great. Um, Are you celebrating after Celtics winning the cup yesterday? I uh, I was watching the BBC coverage as well. That's what I was going to say. I was oh, well, you can't have a drink at all. Have a drink at Rob's shirt. I was just about to say that. Rob's shirt, Dylan. I, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about his shirt, but I know Mark O'Neill was trying to put a lot of Scottish media. I, he was having a go, wasn't he, at uh, some I, jealous, I think, jealous ex-pros? I think, as he as he called them, Dylan. I think one of his um, one of his colleagues at BBC, Neil McCann, was a bit. Um, he said it was a bit disrespectful, of Edward, uh, to score that penalty Aye. against his whole teammate. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Do you know what? Like it was a good penalty, right? I was I was on the edge of my seat. To be honest, I can't really watch penalty shoots. I thought as soon as Frank Christie missed that penalty, I was like, mm-hmm. this will be a repeat of 2016 when Rangers beat them in the mm-hmm. semi-final. Yep. But, I was like... Yeah. But you've won four, four cup finals in a row. That's never been done, Dylan. Is that right? That's oh, the I first know. time. Yeah. yeah, that's the first time. Like, it's, an incredible, it's going to be an yep. incredible achievement. It's going to go down and nobody's ever going to do that again. Like 12 consecutive trophies in a row. It's actually, it's actually um, when you say those yeah. words, isn't yeah. it? Twelve trophies on the trot. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Barry will tell you how hard it is to win a trophy. Mm. You know, I think even when I was a young player at Celtic, I remember big teams, Martin O'Neill teams, Gordon Stratton teams, yeah. playing teams like Dunfermline and struggling. Cup finals are hard, so, you know, it's a one-off game. But to win 12, 12 consecutive trophies, is, they'll go down and say, like, see, no see the hardest thing to do in football, say. See, when you win something, it's to go and win it again, and then win it again, and then win it again. It, that, that's the hardest thing and yep. to win 12 trophies in a row mm-hmm. that that is an unbelievable achievement you see how hard it is to win a trophy with Rangers having the best season yeah. that they've had in a long time yeah. and oh. last Wednesday against them and that tells yeah. you because it's a one-off yeah. game and for Celtic to have won 12 in a row it's, it's amazing because you forget about the ropey results and performances what's the results that count Dylan isn't it it's the oh, record yeah, book it's, show as I say like there's been a few results along the way like obviously when you look back at the Rodgers season I believe we played Alwa in the Betfred Cup mm-hmm. and it took for two late goals to beat Alwa to nothing at Celtic yeah. Park mm. can, can I ask you Dylan whether you think this is going to be a, a, a big springboard for Celtic I mean it's obviously a massive relief apart from anything else to, to get this quadruple so, treble done because there's been such a delay in playing the, the cup final from here can Celtic kick on do you think and get closer to Rangers well I'm hoping so like I'm going to speak on behalf of all Celtic fans I will agree with me on this one but I believe this could be the start of our season starting off now, but we've just got to try and keep a level head and uh, focus on the next games coming up. And fair play to Neil Lennon, um, guiding us to his first treble. He's joining that club of like the managers previous to him to win mm-hmm. 
a treble. He deserves his own treble, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, the pressure of winning ten in a row plus mm-hmm. the pressure of trying to win a quadruple triple. I has played on the mind. You can see did that. You, in the did you say a quadruple triple? Quadruple triple. See, looking at Lenny, he looked emotionally he yeah. shattered. Didn't he? Uh, yeah, he was almost in tears on the interview afterwards. Yeah, but yeah. that again shows you what yeah. this job this means to him. And I mean the the, the, the pressures that mm-hmm. these guys are under people don't realise massive they, yeah, absolutely they, they, massive they don't realise I mean, the players are under so much yeah, pressure as well because they've got to deliver Rob week in week and out they're out of the League Cup um, they're out of Europe and maybe that might mm. be they know what they have to do they have to win every game in the Premier League yeah, I there's think, nothing else Yeah, I think teams get stronger when they win something together you yeah. know I think just about the dressing room every day but, the fact that they've won a Scottish Cup together they want that feeling again I think it'll be full steam ahead now for Celtic in the league. I really do. I think this could be the springboard. And if it isn't, then there's something wrong because this is what Celtic have needed all year. It's been a, down, a doom and gloom year so far. They've now cele- they've got something to celebrate. They've won something together. It's now time for them to take that into the league. As, as, yeah. as I was leaving Hamden yeah. yesterday, uh, there, there were there was quite a lot of Celtic fans had gathered to presumably uh, cheer the, the 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 players on the bus as, as they left Hamden for their celebration. And I just wondered how many of those were maybe outside Parkhead saying yeah. saying Lennon must Aye. go yeah. uh, and and launching. You know, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Fans are fickle, yep. and, and it's amazing how quickly that can change. That the, the the people who were were saying to Neil Lennon, "That's enough on you go," mm. were suddenly saying, "Oh, well done, you know, Mister Unique. You know, you've done the quadruple treble." Yep. yep. Dylan, listen, have a great birthday. You're celebrating Hi. tonight. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm working tomorrow, but I was also going to say one thing to say. Yeah. I watched his part of his interview with Jamie Carragher oh, yeah. before I came on the phone. Yeah. And clearly, must be loving the fact that he can go down and watch and love a for a week of seventy one ten in a row. Ah. Also, oh, right? uh, so uh-huh. if Celtic win, Slaney's going to get to go and stay with Jamie Carragher. <laughs> <laughs> and if Rangers win, Jamie Carragher's going to come up and stay in his two bed in Anderson. So, <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> so, so Jamie will be coming up then. Ah, I, know, I was waiting for us. <laughs> well done, Dylan. Happy birthday to you and to Noah, who is uh, twelve today. Young Noah tuned into the program. The Goal Radio Football Show. Paul Kenny with Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean taking your calls now 0808 17 17 700 on a weekend when Celtic made history 12 in a row but that's from last season now that has gone but what will it do for the championship chase this year for the premiership Rangers 16 points clear Celtic three games in hand and they're all playing this midweek we'll be here every night of the week and tomorrow night Rob on the programme with you Craig Moore and Stephen Cragen and then on Wednesday night, Davy Proven and Leanne Crichton, who was also on with you at the weekend on the telly. And then Thursday, we're going to be here on Christmas Eve as well, and we'll give you more of that. Who's in the lineup for Christmas Eve? Is uh, that a big name? Uh, well, always big, big names, name, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not, no, we're not. We'll be on the red wine. Not bigger than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got so many matches coming up. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. I think it goes to show how difficult winning trophies is. I think the weight of expectation weighed heavy on them today, uh, but they still found, you know, the will to win. I thought we should have won the game in the 90 minutes or the 120 minutes. You know, we didn't defend set players again as well as we should have done, but we got pushed. Winning the cup means as much to Hearts as it does to us. This quadruple treble to win, and that's a huge expectation and burden, but that pressure's lifted now, and you'll never see that again. You know, in my lifetime, we'll be talking about this team, this group of players in 30, 40, 50 years' time, and they thoroughly deserve it because 
it's a monumental achievement. Neil Lennon speaking after that achievement yesterday. Sai? Yeah, I mean, massive credit to Neil Lennon and the players because the amount of pressure and scrutiny they've been under this year has been massive. And, and, and going into that game, they know if they do not win that game, there's people standing outside Celtic Park, let's be honest. There's people calling for the manager's head. There's people questioning them going forward in the league. So it, it takes a lot. Fergie's just said off there how tough it is to win trophies at, at Celtic and Rangers. The pressure that you're under, nobody's been under more pressure than what these guys have. And yet again, they deliver. So they deserve massive credit. I couldn't certainly couldn't do it. Yep, it's the demands and the expectations. People fully expect you to win every single game. Uh, you enter and as I said it's not just physically it's mentally it takes a lot out of you um, and I, I heard Neil Lennon doing the interview before the game he says he woke up in the morning and he was nervous mm. you know what I mean mm. he, he knew how much that meant not just to himself and the, the players but Celtic as a, as a club because it was a lot of pressure to deliver that quadruple treble which will never happen in your lifetime so, so people people, sorry yeah. sorry but what people don't see yeah. I think that's why he's mentioned family you know, it's not just the players that are affected by this. Oh. It's the players' family, it's the manager's family. You take it home. I mean, I get yeah. beat on a Saturday with Peter Head and I didn't speak to my missus. I'm, I'm raging, you know. Really? Is she, oh, is she oh, quite yeah. happy? <laughs> That's her favourite night of the week. She's praying that we get beat. Honestly, so can, can you not? No, I, I, I yeah. take it hard, you know. Yeah. I, I think about it for, for days on end. And I can only imagine that what, what these guys are like with their families. And I think that's why he's mentioned his family at the end. I, I think that's the way it should be, what size si just mentioned. Are you the same? Oh, yeah, we get beat. If I get beat when I when I played, that I wouldn't speak to him until I went on Monday morning into training. I'm the same as a manager. If I if I get beat, I go back and I don't want to see anybody. So in the Paul Gwen days, that must have been tough. Yeah, it was every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you affected some change there. But I think you can yeah. hear in, in that in the emotional reaction from Neil yeah. Lennon afterwards yeah. how much it's been weighing on his mind. I mean, it's 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 been massive for mm. him, and and he must have thought so often uh, about how he would feel and what the reaction would be if it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And he must have been thinking during the game at times, what's this going to be like if this doesn't happen, if we fall at the final hurdle on the way to the quadruple treble and I'm the man in charge? And you know what I'm thinking, Rob? How much must uh, Stephen Gerrard want to win silverware now? Because Rangers are doing really, really well, yeah. but they're still to get that first. And, and they lost yeah. out in the cup last week, which surprised us about everybody. Get that first silverware. Mm. I think this is going to be some season, Barry. It, it I really, really do. Uh, Steven Gerrard knows he needs to win a trophy this yep. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a lot of the fans are saying seven chances at trophies, mm. zero so far. You know, the, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, they're you know they're setting the pace. They're setting a cracking pace this season. But but so far. Uh, in his time at Rangers, there isn't a trophy. There isn't a trophy being won, and that that's a continuing pressure. And I think Celtic will hold on to the fact that that is the case. And I think Neil Lennon will use that the fact that if we can stay. I know you say it's sixteen points. If we can stay seven, maybe get it down to, to four uh, after the Old Firm games, uh, the game coming up. Then Rangers have showed that in big games they are beatable. So Celtic need to keep keep on their coattails. They can't let the gap get too big now. What Celtic need to do is some way keep winning games because at the business end is when you really see who can win leagues. Yeah, but massive disappointment last Wednesday. There's yep. no doubt about it. You said it. that afterwards. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big time. What a major chance to, to bring the first trophy of this season uh, back home. Um, it's been far too long. But now... That's in the past. They've got to fully focus on. They've not got Europe until February. They fully focus on what's in hand. The next six games or whatever. They need to try and win it because they, they need. He knows. He knows he needs to bring back silverware. Do you think it matters that say, like, have got more players that have won trophies than what Rangers, Davis, McGregor, maybe Defoe? Yeah, look, it, it helps if you've yeah. got guys who have been over the course of a number of times. Uh, that's the only 
issue that Rangers may have that they've only got Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor who have won a number of trophies um, but uh, you can never tell you you'll sure. find out at the end of the season yeah. but I, I do th- I clearly I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm not just saying it I do think they are in a better place yeah. I do think you get a, a response out of this Rangers team when things go against them and that was clear on Saturday with the result against Muddle but, but there is that big question potentially still to be answered if, if, if Celtic can win those games in hand whenever they're played yep. and they can start eating into that gap and they do start breathing down Rangers necks what then can Rangers handle that pressure see, see the problem Rob is it's always going to hang over the players heads until they deliver a trophy yeah. it's clear that that's the pressure that, that's on top of them and the only thing they can do is continue to win games and make sure that they, they bring a trophy back. And that, that I'm afraid when you play with Rangers or Celtic, that's what you've got to live with. Let's take more calls. Uh, Ryan's on the line now calling the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Ryan, good evening. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Um, I can you... Yeah, we've got you now. Hi, Ryan. Yeah, sorry, I've, yeah. got, I've got a really bad signal so apologies if I, if I put out. Um, how are you all doing? You're all right? Yeah, we're fine, thanks. thanks yeah. Yeah. Yourself, on you go. What's your point, Ryan? I think I'm going to try and not be too, too negative because I think everything I've been on this show um, the, the past couple of months have been, I've been too negative, um, probably justified in my eyes. But um, what we've seen the other day with securing a, a quadruple treble, as you said there, that's never going to be done again. And she, she watching that game... I've, you probably could have asked me before the game was I that bothered going by form I'm like you know I, I, I felt like the game was a bit of a, a hindrance for us just now because you know I, I'm looking going there yeah, I want to just play the league games and try and get points on the table this weekend probably um, but see when it came round and, and Christopher I just away that last penalty the, the emotion that I had watching that was unbelievable just thinking you know I sat back and I thought quadruple treble like you would never, you would never think in your wildest dreams that was going to happen. You know, like, I, I seen a, an article um, kind of leading up to the game, and it was like it was talking about Rangers obviously getting put out of the cup with St Mirren, and it just kind of highlighted how tough it is to win a treble. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Rangers' best chance that they've had in in years to win anything, never mind a, a treble. But I thought, you know, if you asked me two weeks ago, I thought Rangers were going to do the treble this season. Yeah. I had them down to go invincible this season. To yep. be honest with you, just going by form. Um, but the fact that they've felt that hurdle just kind of reiterates how big an achievement it is for Celtic to do four four trebles in a row. Like it's it's incredible. Um, obviously, I've been <laughs> the game itself was a bit of a roller coaster. Sure. I was I was I was up and down, and I've been on here, Barry. I think me and you had a, a thing a few a few months ago. We're talking about Lennon. I was calling for him to go, and, and you were saying, you know, he's he's no lost anything yet. He's still winning stuff. Um, I, I, if I was him just now, I'd maybe be going. Do you know what? Getting a high, because even that game itself wasn't wasn't convincing enough. You know, we had the first half, which was great. The second half, mm-hmm. we looked like sure. you know, been nothing. You, th- you think he should go, Ryan? You think Lennon I, should go now? Do you know, I always have thought he should go. You know, and, and I've, I've no, I've not changed my mind on that. And I'll give him all the credit in the world for for getting that one over the line yesterday. I'm not putting full blame on him because I, I also don't understand how a team can play so well first half. And then crumble the second half. That's a good point. Sai? 
But he thinks the manager should go. Neil Lennon should go on a high. No, he can't go now. No, he just won the Scottish Cup. He just won the quadruple treble. I mean, I think this will be a massive boost for Celtic. I can't believe you thought the game was going to be a hindrance. You know, winning a chance to win the 12th trophy in a row, I think it will give them a massive lift. As I said, with Rangers getting put out of the cup last week, I think that will also give them a lift. Celtic, no. If Celtic play like they play in the first half, and they have done in parts of games this season, if they can do that consistently, Celtic can go on a run of winning games. There's no doubt about that. And that includes beating Rangers. They've done it. This group of players have done it in the past. They've won big trophies, they've won big games. If they can get their head on it, forget about the pressure of t- the 10 in a row and get back to concentrating on winning football matches, this team with those players and that manager can go on a massive running run. I've so no you, doubt about it. You that. think they can win at Ibrox in January? Of course they can. Yeah. They've went there and done it before, this mm-hmm. group of players. They can do it. They've got the ability to do it. It's whether they've got that concentration to do it over 90 minutes against a very good Rangers team. Barry? I think Ryan's concerns are the same as a lot of Celtic supporters. It's the inconsistency. I mean, we're watching that game in the first half. I was sitting with the two boys watching it and I'm thinking to myself, Celtic are cruise control here. Probably back to the Aberdeen game um, yep. at Hamden yeah. about four or similar. five weeks ago. Yep. Similar, yeah. they were in control and then they come out and they just they fall apart once something goes against them. Doesn't so take much, does it? It, it doesn't. That, that's, the, that, that's the big concern for Neil Lennon. You could see... Um, the worry on his face he goes and tries to make changes but again has uh, he got to be in the hot seat after? who do you bring in I, I think mm. the guy you know how much it means to Celtic mm. Neil Lennon you've seen it yesterday after the game we'll go back yep. to what we spoke about I still think that group of players are still playing for that manager yeah. mm-hmm. and I still think the manager Neil Lennon is given everything in his power so January transfer back. window yeah. two weeks away what's he going to do during He's January? He's going to be back See, yeah. see just on your yeah. I, I don't think you can handle this pressure unless you know the club uh-huh. You know, you go and bring an outsider and how, yeah You've seen the pressure that Neil Lennon's been under and how he's dealt with it. I just didn't think an outsider would, yeah. would hit him like a ton of bricks. So who's he going to buy or get on loan in January see, then? See, the like problem he, you've got, yeah. Paul, January's a horrible market. Nice. It's not yeah. a buyer's market. If you're going to get players or try and get players that have not played the first six months of the season, players that have been injured, they need a bit of game yeah. time, so it's a horrible you window. Can time. And yeah. for the same reason that if you were going to replace Neil Lennon, you would want a manager who could hit yep. the, t- in the yeah. ground running... It's exactly the same with players, yep. isn't it? But but I think the reality is at the moment, there's no way Neil Lennon's going anywhere. Yeah. He is the guy to, to lead Celtic on in the second half of the season. But is the squad good enough? You know, you're mm-hmm. talking about, yeah, if, if Celtic find consistency, yeah, they can come back at Rangers. Of course they can. But how do they find consistency? Because at the moment, they're they're too easily broken down. I don't yeah. know if you agree. See, with the Celtic team or the Celtic squad just now, I think it'll be a different squad next season oh, yeah. I think it's the end of, yeah, of quite a, a number of them there's sure. obviously quite a few loans yeah. there's guys that are yeah. coming into the final year of the contract that Celtic might need to cash in so I, I do think it is the but is the squad good enough now for this season still enough that? quality in it Rob yeah because they've done it they done it last year they went yeah. on a, a massive run and run for January to summer the same group of players so th- these players do have that in them I think what we've said is they need a goalkeeper but, team, but teams will look at what Hearts did to Celtic yesterday yep. and mm. think I agree with you Rob I, I, I do think if I look at the Celtic squad I do honestly believe there's still a lot of quality in there there's match winners in there you've seen going forward I think they look dangerous um, but it's the, the same old um, for the last, what, five, four or five months of the season. Set pieces, cross balls, they, they don't they, they don't enjoy it. You hear Neil Lennon um, 
his interview after the game they need to go up and make sure they score three or four goals because yeah. they're always liable to concede and we come back to goalkeeper again a lot of that hinges on goalkeeper yep. doesn't it it's yep. the goalkeeper organising at set pieces it's you know it's the Alan McGregor factor yep. you know that if you're not doing your job he's going to be absolutely screaming at you mm-hmm. yeah. and that run that Celtic went on last year a lot of it was down to Fraser Forster and it tells you how important a goal is this group of players are a very good group of players but you need a strong goalkeeper will they go for him in January? Back on loan, be a no-brainer, wouldn't it? Yep. I mean, do you think yeah. they will? But if they couldn't afford them, then can they afford them now? That can they afford not to? Well, there's another question. Nathan, Ryan, Ryan, yes, yeah. So, what's your final point on it? We need to go to the break, but who uh, would Ryan, yeah. get, who, who would Ryan I, get in? If you don't mind me asking, Paul, Ryan, have you got any ideas of who you would go and get for the second half of the season? Of, in terms of manager or players? Yeah, manager. Man, do you know? It, it's such a tough one. Mm. It's a tough one because I'm looking at Neil Lennon and I'm thinking, you, you've no all respect to him. I, I don't think he's got it in him just now. I really don't. I, I can see us stumbling again after New Year and, and kind of falling further down. Um, who we bring in? Just somebody. Just somebody who's a who's a decent coach. And I still, I'm not trying to be offensive to Neil Lennon. I just don't think he's a very good coach. I think he's a decent, probably man manager. He's probably good for the support type thing but I think we need somebody in who's a, a cracking coach like Rogers was when he came in he totally changed the the mindset everywhere around that club Ryan um, see these top these guys that are brilliant at coaching and man managing they're they're at the top clubs in the world mm. Yeah, very, very hard to get yeah. Right Ryan Just a, a quick question See in terms of There was a lot made Obviously the Celtic players Not playing for the manager Or whatever I, I don't see that I seen A different side to them Yesterday After the game I, Do you I feel that? Say, I wouldn't say They're not playing for him Because like I, I just said A second ago I think he's a, a Great motivator He's a great man manager I think they've got A lot of respect for him I just don't think I think what he lacks Is that kind of tactical mm-hmm. um, Side of the game um, So no I don't think for a second They're not playing for him I think they're totally on board But maybe just what he's Putting in place for them Doesn't seem to be working But see on, the, see on the tactical side of this, When everyone's talking about tactics When have Celtic been outplayed this year? Tell me again yeah. that Celtic have been outplayed That's tactics yeah. Ta- yeah. Celtic have lost games this year On individual mistakes Mistakes that's ta- but, They've not been dominated in a game Right uh, Probably the, the old fan game if, They were dominated you're watching them though if you're if you're watching this this Celtic team, we've got we've got full possession the, the the full game. You know we've got possession of the ball. We just don't know how to break teams down. You know we, we can't seem to get that that kind of killer ball across the face of goal. We, we, you know. And there's no width there, is there? Mikey Johnson came I think on that, again. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. You know. I know. So Celtic, what they're going to do is that some Celtic game is getting the ball wide. He looked sharp when he came on yesterday, Mikey yeah, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And because the two guys that play wide want to come in narrow, and it's it's, it's easy to play against. They've no pace and. and in the wide areas and, and that's what Celtic's game's been over the past six months for Neil Lennon when they were on that great run it was all about getting the ball wide and getting the run, ball in the box the fact that you've not had Lee Griffiths there as well who was a massive player come January you have Fraser Forster who was a massive player all these things come in as well and it's not just tactics it's the players that you've got available to play but then you say come inside Ryan Christie comes inside and, and pops <laughs> that's, that's, that's a goal <laughs> but I, I get that they do yeah. miss that there's one name that we've mentioned yeah. plenty of times yeah. one two three say James together Forrest. James Forrest yeah, he's yeah. a massive miss yeah. OK, we're back with more next. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean. We're here Monday to Friday, getting ready for Christmas, looking forward to the big celebration. We're not on on Christmas night, but uh, we'll be here 
on Christmas Eve and we'll be on just after Christmas and we're going to be here on Saturday January the 2nd and Barry it's you me and Davey Province so get wow. the telly on uh, turn down the sound and tune in to Go Radio looking forward to it Barry yeah, looking yep. forward to the old firm game um, Davey knows the, the game inside out so I'm looking forward to it yep, you and Davey are on about the car park can't wait a great one too oh yeah. amazing <laughs> it's a first for us Si as well but uh, I love my strip yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> always does just check there yeah. smartest man on the radio which how daft does that sound Rob <laughs> mentioning yeah, we're love picking holes in my cup final outfit oh, as well wasn't it I know Paul oh, I, I gave yeah. you credit I thought yeah, your jacket was a uh, cheers mate yeah. I liked your jacket Thank I liked you. the leather Thank gloves you. did you have the sound up as well yeah I did by the way Martin O'Neill's coat was a belter did you like it oh I loved that did you know yeah yeah he looked like a mafia boss or something yeah I, felt I like could he, listen to Martin O'Neill, but he, uh-huh. yeah. he, he knows the game. Yeah. He just he knows, knows the game stuff. inside yeah. out. Yeah, he's, he's good. Rob asked him some good questions mm-hmm. and he gave some yeah. right good yeah. answers. Well, you do always wonder, like, where's he going with this, don't you? The, the, I think the ta- one of his answers was timed at about four minutes. Wow. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he gets away with it, doesn't he? Yeah, of course he does. He can see what he was a top manager, wouldn't he? To be yeah. fair, Si and Barry gave you some good questions, didn't they, Rob? Tell they the did. truth. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for scripting <laughs> my questions for me. Men's yeah, like were rotting crayons, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Martin only won the European Cup, didn't he? As he a did. Yeah, yeah, not in Forest. Forest. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when Brian Clough was his manager. That was his great mentor, was Brian Clough. Yeah. So what a difference he made when he came here to Glasgow when he when he came and it was him against Dick Advocat, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know? a few battles with uh-huh. Martin O'Neill's teams. Yeah. They, they Do you were know Chuck Ace him? <laughs> go and tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me. Right, well, so, that's, that but, was what... Barry, what happened? Yeah. I came off, I was injured and uh, I think Celtic scored and had a nice pack just underneath my hamstring and I just kind of <laughs> threw it in the direction of the, the Celtic yeah. dugout. <laughs> and it hit him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I'm just finding out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, yeah. some battles with his, his teams, yep. certainly Martin and Neil's teams were a real strong physical unit, um, mm. like Bobo oh, Baldi, Mayalbi, yep. Volharn. Mm. Then you have Lennon, Thompson, Lambert, mm. Hartson, Sutton. Mm. They were um, monsters, weren't they? Aye. Un- boys. Un- unbelievable. I mean, standing in the tunnel, you knew... Yeah. We we were more of a, a football team like to get the ball in the deck, but you could they could mix it up. But two great teams, I thought. It was kind of role reverse, wasn't it? it? It was. You you could never, in terms of like getting into games, whoever was in form, you could never tell who was going to win the game. I mean, we would go and win the game convincingly. Mm-hmm. Then the next old firm game, Celtic would go and beat us convincingly. So two top teams with a lot of top players and two top managers and Martin O'Neill and Dick Adica. You talk about tactics as well they were beating big teams in Europe they never done tactics every day I watched it it was five it was three 15 minute games and up the road you know these guys the players took responsibility for the tactics they worked things out on the pitch for themselves There's too much chat about oh, tactics for you now honestly yeah. all you yeah, hear is tactics the same. a lot of people ask me about Dick Advocate the Dutch method of coaching but it was very very basic the training um, maybe done 10-15 minutes of shape the day before a game but you knew your roles and you knew your responsibility when you went on that pitch and that was the, the players that, that took that in hand. People talk about tactics. These guys are international players. If they didn't yeah. know where to stand on a football pitch then I'd be very worried. You know what I mean, I'm playing in League One and I know the boys on that side of the pitch I'm over there. I don't need a manager or a coach to tell me. Transitions. That's oh, another transitions one that's in all and the time. Boxing, talk, talk, talking of Dick Avocat, they still have your brown brogues. I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, I, I don't wear them. They're, 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 better, they're better than the Balenciagas anyway oh, <laughs> <laughs> right who's next calling into the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited it's uh, Gregor's on the line from Edinburgh hello Gregor 
Hi, mate. How are you doing? All right? Yeah, we're okay. Uh, what a, a game your team provided yesterday up against Celtic. Uh, obviously a Hearts fan. Uh, how are you feeling? Sweet, to be honest. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the first half. Uh, I didn't feel like we we pressed them enough in the midfield. Just let Celtic get into the rhythm almost, and it shows that like if if we if we pressed them in the first fifteen, I think that would have knocked their confidence a wee bit. I mean, they, they don't really have much at the moment anyway. And I was just disappointed that we sort of just let them let them play almost, uh, and we got punished for it. But obviously, second half, so. A different story, mm-hmm. um, and there's I'll, there's so many positives we can take. Yeah, but it doesn't make it doesn't make it any easier when that's the final result. Josh Ganelli, where did he come from? He transformed it oh, when he came wow. out. Yeah, I was I was disappointed that um, he couldn't start. Obviously, he started. Um, well, he came off the bench against Queen of South. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fully fit, Gregor, was he? Yeah. No, he wasn't fully fit. Um, but in the spells he's shown before he got injured um, at the start of the season, he's that. We've, I mean, we missed it so much last season that eventually got us relegated. That sort of creativity and pace on the wings uh, just goes so far in the game these days. Yeah, yeah. I think the slow start as well. You know, Hearts haven't played football for a long time. Started the season later in the Championship. Sure. You go for playing Championship opposition, and it's a big jump. You know, I think it, it must have took them by surprise at first. Just the standard of Celtic because Celtic played well the first half. You know, I, I hear people saying they should have been impressed them higher, but that's not how teams have got results against Celtic this season. Teams have got results sitting in and hitting them on their counter attack. So I could see where Robbie Nielsen was coming from. That also with Christoph Berra, the ages that do you want to go and press high up the pitch and, and leave space on a big Hamden pitch for Edward to run the channel. So I don't think the ta- I think it was just not getting in Celtic's faces, you know, maybe showing a wee bit of too much respect and not being brave enough when they had the ball. I think that's what they changed in the second half. And but what what will stand Hearts in good stead is the fact that they can bounce back for for disappointment at half time. You know, everyone thought it was going to be four or five, and they come out and they, they change the game completely. And they'll need that in the Championship this this year because they'll know one every game. And it's about how you bounce back for defeats. So I've no doubt with the mentality they've got in there that, that Hearts will squish that league. Yeah, I, I was impressed with him, certainly in the, the, the second half. Yeah. First half, disappointed. I'm sure Robbie would have been disappointed. That's that's why he would have been desperate to get them in the dressing room at half-time and, and obviously made a, f- a few tactical changes. Um, and obviously Janelli making a difference when he came on. But I, I like the boy, Andrew Irvin. In the middle <laughs> of the yeah. Fair, nice, accomplished left foot. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a lot said about him. I, every time I watch him in beside Andy Halliday, really he's always impressed me. He's got um, a good physique in that as well, for it, didn't he? Mm. He has. But if you look overall, Hart's squad, they are a Premier League squad. And oh, he's, got, sure. he's, got, um, he's got a real good team there. And as I said, I would I would be shocked if they don't win that championship next it, season. It is painful though, isn't it, Gregor, when you, you know, it could be a massive boost for the promotion push and you would say Hearts are strong favourites to do that but when you get close to winning a winning the Scottish Cup I mean uh, Ginelli with a couple of great chances to win it didn't he? Yeah I mean I think the the chance he had when Duffy and uh, Julian were bearing down on him was a bit harder than a few commentators said but um, hi, the chances we did have I mean you've got to take those chances against Celtic you, you'll not get that many um, even with the defensive frailties they've got at the moment but um, one more thing I was wanting yeah. to say um, how or where do you think Hearts would finish in the SPL this season because it's so frustrating seeing that performance yep. top 6 uh, for me great question Top six is yeah, Barry yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, yep. but I think they're a top six team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think top six as well. Yep. I think the difference would be the two strikers. You know, I think the two strikers would get them enough goals to finish in the top and six. And 
they've got one of the best goalkeepers in Scotland as well. Have you mentioned that before? Yeah, <laughs> I think I may have done You've that. been saying that since the start of the season and nobody yeah. would disagree with yeah. you. Gregor, we're running out of time. Thanks so much for calling. No worries, thanks for having us on. Cheers, Cheers. Mate, thank Thanks you. a lot. Yeah, we're picking up loads of listeners in the Edinburgh area because we're on uh, DAB right over central Scotland and uh, on the podcast as well, Rob. Now Which it's roared. It's yeah. roared way beyond the quarter of a million. So what do we take from it then? It's uh, What a season to be involved, Barry. I know how much you miss playing. Um, you're still involved with management very much with Kelty Hearts, but what a year to be on the radio with the new, the new show. With Rangers and Celtic really going for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've been... I became used to, to Celtic always dominating and, and winning um, things no easily because I've got to work hard for it but look, this is the first time in a long time that Rangers now have got a real opportunity to go and do something about it didn't last week which was a real disappointment now they've got two trophies in their sights the Scottish Cup and the most important for me is when you set out um, your first day of pre-season and the manager will have the chat is the league title it is an incredible season, isn't it? When you think that this, the balance of power has shifted at the moment, mm-hmm. it might shift back. Yeah. Celtic have won the quadruple treble and made history and we'll never see it again. And Scotland are heading to the European Championship finals because once we get through the club season, there's that to look forward to. Yeah, amazing year. What a year it's been. But it's back to the old days, isn't it? Of a crisis every time Celtic or Rangers lose. Uh-huh. You know, you see Twitter right now and it, it, it's crazy. And that's what, that's what this season's done to people, the 10 in a row. It means so much to people, both sides. Um, and it's who can handle that pressure the most mm-hmm. you know so far it's been Rangers Celtic uh, could be hoping that after January they'll have a similar response that they got last year and that Rangers will have a similar response that they had last year that's what Celtic need to hold on uh, I think there's been an overreaction with the Celtic thing as well because due to Covid fans can get in stadiums mm. and yeah. that's where fans like to voice their opinions yeah, they, can't, they can't let sure. off steam can they yep so you, you can understand the frustrations because uh, listen 2020 has been a horrendous year for everybody yeah, yeah. Not, not just for uh, yep. like football but people losing jobs or whatever yes. it's, losing lives yeah yep. it's been yep. horrendous and the latest strain you know we know that London's totally in lockdown it's happening all over the country stay safe everybody that's uh, that's what we need to have it's going to be a really tough Christmas a lot of people will be on their own um, but let's hope the vaccine is here it's coming people are now getting it the care workers the, the over 80s work its way through but it is going to be tough and we are here to try and keep you going through the winter uh, we're looking forward to because we, we, we love the game Barry. are we, are we not having a winter yeah. break no we're not taking a winter no, break no winter nah, break nah, no. Nah. There's no, certainly no Dubai for Rangers <laughs> definitely not <laughs> and, and, do you know what we miss yeah. as well what Organise a wee togetherness. We've got the team one tonight for the whole staff here at Go Radio, but uh, obviously on Zoom. Yeah. It'll be great when we can get to be, together. Because the thing is, we can Are socially you... distance in his mansion. Yeah, of course yeah. we could. Oh, yeah, easy. Easy. I know. <laughs> Are you wearing your shirt on the Zoom chat tonight, Rob? No, no, no. no, no. It's been burnt. <laughs> I set fire to it on the back of Barry's criticism. <laughs> Brilliant. Are you going on the Zoom chat, Paul? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are, you? Are you training? No, I can't. Or... I'm busy tonight. <laughs> no, I'm Start serious. appearing, surely. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got so much on. We will watch the Jamie Carragher later. Uh, well, listen, we are going to be on Christmas Day because Ali is going to have the best of the show so far. Is, has there been enough for that? It's a five-minute show. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Ali Defoy will be there. I mean, she is cock-a-hoop, isn't she, at the moment, with St Mirren doing yeah. so well. So that's a greatest yeah. hits compilation, is it? It is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you listened to it? Not yet. No. There's quite a lot of commercials on it. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's, who features the most? Don't know. Haven't uh-huh. heard it yet. But we don't worry. We'll check it. There used to be somebody at the BBC used to always check that how many moments he was on air, wasn't there? Counting yeah. links and things. Who was it? Si, I can't say. Sai, um, you sense you heard it from Ryan there. Do you think Celtic fans enjoyed that more than they thought they would? You know, to win twelve in a row or the quadruple treble. 
Yeah, I think with the yeah. second half because yeah. I think everyone was thinking, fearing the worst. You know, I, the second half I thought Hearts, Hearts are going to win this thing, Hearts are going to nick it. But again, these players have showed they're under adversity, under a lot of pressure. When you think that they're going to be down and out, they manage to get there. Yeah. They manage to get over the line and win silver, and that's what they'll be hanging on to for the, yeah. going forward. There's in the a league. respect that you heard was Nathan earlier on. One of our callers saying a Rangers fan was saying, "Well done to Celtic and winning," um, and then he's confident the Rangers are going to win the title. Yeah, listen, it's what I keep saying, I keep using the same word, it's an unbelievable achievement to win 12 yep. trophies in a row. Um, but Rangers need to try and stop that, and Celtic are the team to beat. Rangers have started um, the first half of the season, there's still a bit to go before the, the turn of the year, they've started it ever so well. But they need to now use um, that as a, a, a springboard. I mean, the first four months have been excellent, but it was the same last season. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that's the two hours up and we didn't get last Christmas? Si, will you finish last with Last Christmas I, I gave, gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away Next year? This year to save me from tears I'll give it to Barry Ferguson <laughs> 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 Thanks guys, we'll back tomorrow at five The Goal Radio Football Show With OPC Energy Limited Have your boiler serviced, replaced or repaired this winter Let's go Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 